Welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Join my husband and his coaching friends from around the country as they explore the ins and outs of their profession. Big thanks to everyone who's contributed to making this podcast a huge success in its first year, reaching over 14 countries. Please continue to help the podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a five-star comment, and sharing it with your friends. Here you go, sweetie. I think you can take it from here. I would be remiss if I did not preface this episode. This week's episode is Coach John Ishi from Howard College. John is a dear, dear friend of mine, and I've known him for about 30 years. John is one of the funniest people on the planet. Obviously, He's one of the best basketball coaches I know. But John is one of those guys that will keep you in stitches. So I wanted to preface this episode. I'm going to edit it as little as possible. So sometimes it might be hard to hear. Have this visual in your mind. As I'm watching John on Zoom, most people are sitting at a desk. They're sitting somewhere in an office. Many wear headphones. Um... You know, typically what you would see for a podcast. With this episode, what I got to look at, and I hate that you guys won't get to share with me, was John Ishii wandering around his entire house, out by the grill, killing flies, beating against the wall, doing chores around the house to get ready to host his basketball team as they come over for some barbecue and watch Hoosiers. It was truly one of the funniest podcasts. Oh, it's not even close. The funniest podcast I've recorded to date. And again, I'm going to edit it as little as possible. So hopefully as you listen to all of the squeaks and bangs and noises, you can truly appreciate my dear, dear friend, John Ishii, walking around doing everything but sit still while this podcast went on. Enjoy. This is one for the books. Welcome this week, everybody. This, this, this is a treat now. This is a real treat we have the legend, the legend himself. I've been knowing this cat forever. We've been recruiting on every corner of the South. Uh, my man is the best, the best recruiter I know. Uh, I had the pleasure of getting to know him when I first got in the college game, and we've been dear friends ever since. Everybody welcome from Howard College, my man, Coach John Ishi. What's up, brother? Well, thank you, Terry. Now, I bet you, you told Larry Tidwell he was the best recruiter you ever met. And you use words like legend, known forever. <laughs> Lord, I am old. <laughs> no, I have not lo- known Larry Tidwell as long as I have known you. Um, so, so I want to tell our audience, so you guys can't see what I can see. You're only going to get this recording, but let me visualize this for you. Coach John Ishii has his team coming over. He's in his Braves jersey. No. Is that a Braves jersey? What is that? No. God's team. 
St. Louis. Oh, my Birds. Oh, I'm sorry. He's got he's got the old. I do like the Braves, though. I'm, I'm from Gulfport, Mississippi. I'm a chubby Bob Horner, Dale Murphy, Paul L. Washington, Maddox, Glavin. So I know all about the Braves. <laughs> well, I apologize. Ish. He's got his St. Louis Cardinal jersey on. He's grilling. He's got his kids coming over. They're going to watch Hoosiers tonight. They're going to watch Million Dollar Baby. And uh, good, good stuff, man. Ish, so it is so good to see you, man. Tell us what's happening on, on, your, on your end of the world right now. Well, I'm one man fighting crime, COVID, teenagers, down screens, back screens. Uh, we're getting ready for, uh, <laughs> you know, in junior college basketball, you don't start official practice till October 1, but – you start getting up shots and conditioning the minute they get off the bus or the plane or the car. So we've been going at it for about a week and I got a really good group. I'm a little bit, a little bit worried about inside, but uh, kind of like a donut team. I think I've got a big hole in the middle, but I like our guards and uh, you know, just uh, doing the deal this time of year, you know, young people try to hopefully keep you young at heart anyway. Well, well, guys, I, I, I want again. You can't. It, it, ish. It, there's, there's no one I love on this planet more than I love Coach Ish. And, and, and you guys are, are missing a treat because typically on my podcast, I'm looking at a camera and I've got somebody sitting on the other side, generally in an office, uh, a, a, a quiet place. Ish has smoke from his grill, burning his eyes. He's. Uh, He's he's going about the yard handling his task, and he's and yet he's still making time for hoops coaching A to Z. Well, Coach Canova, you're a good man. You help kids. I've taught and done everything that you're doing at the high school level, driving a bus. You know, you try to make a difference. You really do. And, and Lord knows our kids need it more than ever, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Well, what I want to do is here in a second, I want to go through kind of your background. But before we do, something was kind of circulating on social media a couple of days. I got a big kick out of it. I shared it. It was this meme about a parent yelling, shoot it from the background. And, and these guys turning around, giving them a dirty look. And it was pretty oh, popular. It was a pretty popular meme. What what what's your philosophy on that ish? Do you have I know like uh, like Mike Neighbors, he's got those kids have to earn a shooting license. What what's your rule on who can shoot the three and who can't? Well, it it really depends on you know the kid. Uh, you know I I try to do things and, and you know you can you can show them things, you can chart stuff. I try to chart stuff two two three hundred shots and show them the percentages, and then, you know, they I, I let them know they define the role. As Greg Popovich would say, I want please make it hard for me to decide to play you, play you a lot, not play you, that type of stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty uh, – early on in the season, I try to find out a couple of things. I try to find out who can shoot the ball, their range, and who's competitive. Uh, that's what I really try to find out. And then I try to adjust everything to that. And, you know, what your role is today may not be your same role three, three months from now if you'll put time in the gym and work. But I, I promise you, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. 
I got a kid right now that's super athletic, but she couldn't score if you put a ball under each arm and cleared the floor. And <laughs> I, I will tell her, I'll say, baby, you know when you're going to shoot? And she'll probably say, well, no, sir. I'll say, well, when you got a wide open breakaway layup uh, from either side, and I will let you shoot the three if the shot clock's down to two or the, or the quarter or the half or the game's down to two and the ball's in your hand. Other than that, you're never going to shoot. <laughs> and if you can't accept that, you can't play, you know. And I try to be positive and say it's not that you can't shoot, but you're not quite as good as your teammates, yeah. you know. So that's, uh, you know, but we, we – and that's the other thing. You know, I, I was at Southeast Missouri State, as you know, as the head coach for – to six years and my first three years we were 62 and 32 we had two conference championships we've been to the ncaa tournament we've been to the wnit we were number one in the league in every defensive category uh both years third year all five we were up there last two years we went from 62 and 32 to 15 and 40 well we couldn't score and as simple as it sounds it's called basketball yeah. and you know I, I will not recruit a kid if they can't shoot it Unless they're six four and they're a rim protector and they can, you know, post defend and block shots. But if you're a one two three or a four player with the three point line, you know, again, I, as simple as it sounds, it's called basketball. You better be able to shoot that ball, and uh, that's what I look for in recruiting anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so so coach Ish, so so way back when we, I, I want to say you were at Ole Miss maybe when we met. Uh, Other Miss. So, so, so let, let's start, let, let's go back. I, I know you got a, a history with the, with the legendary Van Chancellor. Let's, let's start back from the beginning and tell all of our listeners uh, kind of your path to, to where you are now. Okay. I, uh, I was born and reared in the Delta of Mississippi. I moved to Gulfport when I was 15 years old. Uh, my high school coach was legendary coach. It's, for those of you that don't know, he won four WNBA championships. The first four with the Houston Comets. He uh, took Ole Miss to five Elite Eights. He uh, he finally got to the Final Four with LSU. I think their last women's Final Four. And, uh, you know, he won a gold medal uh, coaching the Olympic team, I think in 2000 in Barcelona, Spain. But... Uh, you know, Van, Van taught me a lot of things. I was a, you know, now you call it JV. Well, back then we called it B team. I was a B team player uh, and a manager. And uh, two quick stories about Van Chancellor. Uh, well, the things he taught me was, number one, people that have earned the right to start get a longer leash than subs. Yep. And sub, subs don't understand when they go in, if you want to impress the coach, don't turn it over. Don't mess it up. You don't have to go in and try to show them what you can do as far as forcing the action offensively, scoring points, that type of stuff. But that's hard to make a kid, understand, a young person understand. But I learned that from Van. Uh, I learned from Van that uh, uh, the same with Larry Tidwell. He's, kids care how much you know and they know how much you care. And they sincerely – especially on the women's side, if you, if they know you care about them, they will play extremely hard for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's all you can really ask. And if, the other thing he taught me is if you, if a kid shows you what they can do every day, 
and then you expect them to do something they can't do in, in the game, don't get mad at them, get mad at yourself. Because you're putting in a position not to be successful. So those were some of the things that I learned from Coach. The two quick stories are <laughs> the, the, my best fan chapter story for me personally is Van Van's retired. He's doing ESPN uh, TV, Southland Conference Television. Well, we're playing an NCAA tournament at the University of Texas at Austin. And, you know, the, the arena, they're getting a new one, but the old one's called the Drum. So it was right here that I don't know if Coach Ish went into the basement. I don't know if the grill was too hot, but we lost the signal. He disappeared. So now is a perfect time to pause for our sponsors, and we'll pick up this interview right where we left off. Want to get away for the best vacation ever? Consider a group trip, whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out. We'll help you. Hey, honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. <laughs> Let's go. And we're back. Uh, don't, don't hesitate. Give me on my beautiful bride a call and let us help you book your next trip. We're working on a trip for Coach uh, Terry Fowler right now. We've uh, booked trips for Coach Brooks, Donald Williams, many, many of our coaching friends and listeners. It don't just have to be a group cruise. It can be a weekend trip to Vegas. It could be an all-inclusive resort. It could be a honeymoon. You name it, we can do it. Let us help you. Give us a call. But we're back. This is the conclusion of our interview with Coach John Ishi. We had to call him back. We had to reconnect to Zoom and let him pick back up about his story of the legendary Van Chancellor. Now, Ish, when we uh, when we lost you, you were giving us you were starting to tell us about your old high school coach Van Chancellor, and you had a couple stories for us. So share those with us. Okay, Van the Man Chancellor, as everybody called him. He was far, far ahead of his time. Uh, I think I probably talked about he went to five elite eights at Ole Miss. He won multiple state championships in girls basketball at Harrison Central High School, the county school in Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, he won the first four WNBA championships with the Houston Comets, was the third choice for that job. And he was like, I mean, they were the bulls of the WNBA. And, uh, you know, he, the two stories are, one is he finally he's getting ready. LSU's playing to go to the Final Four, and only the way he could say it. Holly Rose interviewing before the game, and Coach, you've never been to the Final Four. You, 
You've been to five Elite Eights. Uh, you know, he said, well, I just don't want to mess it up. These girls have worked too hard. I don't want to mess it up. They win the game. Holly Rowe runs up. Coach, great team win. Sylvia Files played unbelievable. What's your thoughts? He says, nobody can save Ann Chancellor. Never made it to the Final Four, and he ran off the floor. Uh, that's the one story. The second story is I'm coaching at Southeast Missouri State. We make it to the NCAA tournament. We're playing the ninth-ranked team in the country, Oklahoma. Cherry Cole's the head coach at the time. They got the Paris twins, uh, Ashley and Courtney, who are the twin sisters and the daughters of Bubba Paris. It was a big lineman for the 49ers back in the day. And uh, they seed everything in the NCAA tournament. You know, they're number nine in the country. They walk right in through double doors. We got to go all the, all the way around the concourse at the University of Texas in the drum where the game was played at. If you're uh, a 14 seed, your pet band sets up in the nosebleed. Their pet band sets right behind their bench. They seed everything. Wow. I mean, they really do. So the night before the, the night before the game, I walk out and there's Coach Chancellor and his, he's retired. He also took the U.S. Olympic team to Barcelona and won a gold medal. I mean, he got he's guys in the basketball and the women's basketball Hall of Fame. Great teacher. But anyway, he's I was a. B team JV player for him and a manager and I'm walking out to shoot around and the legendary Jody Conrad's nice enough to meet with our team in the locker room before shoot around. And uh, anyway, there's, there's Van and Holly Rowe. And he says, golly, golly, never in a million years would I expect to see Johnny. She bring a team to the NCAA tournament. And I just replied, well, coach, I guess, we're even. He says, what do you mean? I said, well, I never in a million years thought they would let you on national television. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but he was the absolute best ahead of his time when New Orleans had the Jazz and Pistol Pete before they went to Utah. He loaded a whole group up, took us to the Superdome, and we're sitting at the top of the dome, and he's telling us what they're going to do before they do it on a, on a napkin. This is back in 1978, 1979. So he was he was an incredible, incredible coach and a better, better guy. That's, that's interesting, you know, because I had a lot of trips myself that we went to that Superdome and watched the New Orleans Jazz play in Pistol Pete. So who knows, man? I may, I may have rubbed elbows with you before we even realized. That's right. <laughs> so so, you, so you, you, you were kind of groomed by a legend. So what, what was your first college job? Who gave you your first chance breaking into college? Another legend, M.K. Turk, Southern Miss men's basketball. Uh, Coach Turk was unbelievable. Another guy that I don't think God is due. He, he, he took Southern Miss from scratch, uh, took them to uh, two NCAA tournaments, multiple NITs. We're having to play against Denny Crum in Louisville with like a, a $14 million budget in the 80s just for men's basketball our entire budget at southern miss was two and a half me probably four hundred thousand for men's basketball and coach turk when he wasn't going to the tournament he was playing louisville in the finals i mean he was just a uh unbelievable he was like a second dad to me uh coach turk was uh he was absolutely ahead of his time uh you know he had great players Derek hamilton for you mobile people uh Derek hamilton's from mobile alabama his son is Kyle Hamilton, who was like the 10th pick in the NFL draft. Uh, 
you know, that played at Notre Dame, one of the, the top safety on the board at, in, in last April's draft. Uh, Derek was a, I think he was the first pick of the second round by the New Jersey Nets, had a great career in Europe, spent a little time with the Knicks, went to the L.A. Summer Leagues with the – Pat Riley brought him to camp. With the, I mean, Vic had the, had the CNN play of the day, had a backward dunk over Mitch Richmond, who was uh, one of the dream teamers. I mean, Derek – so Kyle Hamilton gets it on us from – from his dad, Derek Hamilton. Uh, of course, Clarence Weatherspoon. To this day, the only three-time uh, Metro Conference Player of the Year, which the Metro ended up being Conference USA. So Coach Turk and Robert McInnes, who was his right hand, and, and Ralph Moore, just unbelievable guys. And then I crossed the hall and went to work for another legend, Kay James. Coach James, you know, the, I think the circle's named for Coach Turk and straightaway's named for Coach Coach James there at Southern Miss, and we went to the Sweet 16 in 94. We were down one to Geno R.M. and UConn. They ended up beating a 78-64. Uh, this was the year before he won his first national championship. Uh, he had a small team that year. Rebecca Lobo was the four. She was 6'4", and Carol Walters was 6'7". This was 1994, <laughs> you know, small team. <laughs> so, and we were, we were doing it, Terry, our, our entire roster, all 15 girls were within a hundred miles of Hattiesburg. You know, we got kids that the SEC thought were tweeners and we had to develop their skills and, you know, but we could, uh, I would go a lot of the, as, as you know, you'd go a lot of the big time tournaments and you couldn't get those top 50, those top hundred kids, but you could compare them to kids that maybe didn't have the money resources or, uh, accessibility to play with club teams back then. And so you could compare and then take those kids and still win. And you watch with this NLI, okay, somebody's going to get money across the board and then they're going to go lose to a team that the kids aren't getting the money and the coach is going to lose their job over. I, I, I guarantee you that's coming. Oh, there's, there's, there's no question. When, when, whenever, well, you know, in, anytime the haves lose to the have-nots, uh, it's, yep. it's a rocky road for that, for that coach, for sure. Yeah. Hey, you want to know what NIL stands for at Howard College? Who is that? I know your name. If your image ain't clean, I will not like you. <laughs> so they're, they're going to act right when, when they come to Howard College. <laughs> so, so now, so, so, so coach Turk, K James, now, you end up to Ole Miss. Is that your next spot? Uh, was it was it just an opportunity to go to the SEC? Is that what got you got your way? Absolutely. I actually, I actually left Southern Miss in '94. Uh, went out to California for a year. Came back to McNeese State with Bridget Martin, who's still there. Yes, I forgot about and that. And then from there, I had a chance to go to the SEC. Went to Ole Miss for uh, four years. Went to St. Louis U, and then I got my first head coaching job. Was a NAI program called Life University in Marietta, Georgia. Yep. We went to the NAI Sweet 16. They dropped athletics. Wow. So when I when you talk about been there, done that, I've been a head NAI coach, been to the Sweet 16 twice, once at NCAA 1, NAI, been a D1 head coach, OVC coach of the year, fired from the same school three years later. Uh, of course, they say, you know, we're not firing you. We're just we just want to change and we're going another direction. We want to change in leadership style. Uh, but, but either way, you, you don't have a way to pay for your house or your car. And as you know, old basketball lifers, it ain't like, okay, I'll sit out a year and play golf and, you know, yeah. 
drink my ties and go to the beach and then wait for my next job. It's, <laughs> it's do skill. It's do it's do skill lessons. It's uh, whatever you got to do to make that mortgage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you see, I don't know if you can see. Uh, I'm wearing a referee suit. You I know, do I'm always, see. Uh, I got my referee jersey on. I went referee uh, football. They always got to have that backup plan. That's right. And I heard your mechanics weren't very good, but you were a good <laughs> official. <laughs> my mechanics is struggling. I can guarantee you it's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so tell us about this. Let's go back to Life University. Did, didn't one of my girls from ULM, Fantasy Jenkins, uh, go Fantasy back? Fantasy Jenkins. Yes, yes. Lord help me. <laughs> and she earned her name. She was 5'10", 5'11", long, athletic. She'd yes. get you 18 and 10 and then not score for three games. She was a fantasy. <laughs> she, would, she was a good girl, though. Northwest Rankin High School. I had forgot about that. You were at Louisiana Monroe. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I, I got a great fantasy Jenkins story for you. Go ahead. Okay, fantasy, you know, we're, we're, we're doing certain drills, certain drills, certain drills, and, you know, you put them on the line, baseline, run, 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 run. She coach, coach, you raise her hand. She says, uh, can we scrimmage more instead of just running? I said, fantasy. I said, tell you what, dude, when you get your own team, you can do whatever you want to do. But as long as you're playing for me, we're going to do it this way. Any other questions? No, sir. So about five years later, she's in Atlanta. She's coaching. I call her up. How's it going? Oh, it's great. I said, fantasy, are y'all, y'all just scrimmaging and playing, or are you putting them on the baseline and running she just started laughing. She coach, I'm putting them on that baseline and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's a good girl. Good girl. Good player, too. Yeah, she was. She was. I, I don't even remember what happened at ULM, uh, why she she ended up leaving there. But I just remember I was happy to know that uh, she went your way. Uh, tell, tell our audience, because, because you guys had that thing going well at Life University. T- tell our group what happened. Give, give us a little story on that. <laughs> well, you want me to be totally honest, or you want me to uh, give you a politically correct answer? Well, so I can me, I can do either. Let me just tell you this: we have downloads from fourteen different countries. People all over the all over the world are hearing this. You make that decision. What version you want to tell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm at St. Louis University as an assistant. I'm ready to have my own team again after coaching in high school. So I take the job. We're, we're, we're seven and seven at Christmas. I have a player that gets eligible, and we go 14 and three, second semester, go to nationals. Uh, we beat uh, Cumberland University with your friend and my friend Brian Rosario is coaching as an assistant. Yeah, and then we lose to Union University. They're the, they're the host team in Oman Arena in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, we we uh anyway. So I feel like I got a number one ranked team in the country coming back. Well, Life is a school that was founded as a chiropractic college, and they started a liberal liberal arts school. And it was a great setup because we gave full athletic scholarships. Kids got their Pell Grant. And we didn't have a on-campus cafeteria, so they got meal checks, like $117 a week for meal checks. 
So they were getting $500 a month to eat on and had on-campus apartments. And, and as you know, city of Atlanta is a great city for all athletics, but really, you know, for basketball. So we've got that going. We've got the, uh, uh, the pep band called the Spinal Chords. <laughs> we've got the dance team called the uh, DC Dancers for Doctors of Chiropractic. <laughs> Great setup. Well, the the president named Dr. Sid Williams, he played football at Georgia Tech for the legendary Bobby Dodd. My AD was a guy named Roger Kaiser, who is from Dale, Indiana, the same hometown as Dale Harris, that coached the Rockets, the Lakers. He's a minister. Well, they're from the same hometown. Well, Coach Kaiser had won two national championships. One, I think, at West Georgia College uh, in Carrollton, Georgia, and then one or two NAIA at, at Life. Well, he gives up. He's just the AD. Well, I go there, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm raising Kane about the kids not acting right. Got to clean this up. Got to clean that up. And he says, hey, Coach, I just got, I'll, you know, I got one question for you. He says, you won't problems during the day or at game time <laughs> I, said, I, still, I still use that to this day you've told me that before I still use that I mean I was I had been venting so much I couldn't breathe and I just looked at him and smiled and said during the day I got up and went about my business <laughs> so anyway so uh we had a lot going on but Dr. Williams at the time he, he couldn't understand he was kind of like Jerry Jones no disrespect to cowboy fans but he couldn't understand that he had to answer to the U.S. Department of Education. <laughs> so he didn't understand that. So he, he hadn't put a lot of money back into classrooms, instruction, textbooks, desks, computers, things like that. So they put us on probation. Well, you know, that'll scare you off. If your degree's not accredited, it's not worth the paper it's written on. So they, they ended up when they, the board voted Dr. Williams out. Well, there was a guy that wasn't real pro-athletic, but he was really good at counting beans and things like that. And so he dropped athletics. And so, uh, you know, that was hard on me because I, I had to find scholarships for 14 kids and an assistant coach. And, but that's, that's kind of what happened. And now 20, 25 years later, they brought men's and women's basketball back. And, uh, you know, it's a great place. It was a great job. I, I loved it there. Had some great memories from there, but that's kind of what happened at life. And then from there, I ended up as a volunteer assistant at Southeast Missouri State. Okay, so now that is a great story in itself. So now you're at Southeast Missouri State. You guys have an okay team. Tell us what happens there. Well, uh, the first time I'm there, we, we go to the uh, we go to the OVC championship, lose to Susie Garner and, and Austin P. And then I leave there and go to New Mexico State for three years. Hurricane Katrina kits. I go back to Mississippi. I go to East Missouri State in a paid position. My head coach gets in a little trouble with NCAA. Nothing major, just a lot of little secondary violations. Actually, it's legal. Uh, I mean, just silly stuff like, okay, you send a manager to the major airport to pick up a recruit. Well, you got to send a full-time staff member. 
That's a secondary violation. So there were like 20 or 25 things like that. So anyway, they put him on administrative leave with pay 36 hours before the first game. They tell me, take the team to Tulsa. I do. We go 24 and eight. We go to the dance. Uh, so, so hold on now for our people at home. So you, you are the assistant coach. Your head coach has these minor infractions, but they were yep. enough that added up. They, they, they give you the job and you go what? 24 and eight. 24 and eight and go to the big dance. All right, go yep. ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll say two things about that. Number one, we had really good players. And I will only say this because, you know, I, I heard a lot of things about winning with somebody else's team. And that's true, but, you know, that's kind of hard to do sometimes if they don't buy into you and what you're about if you didn't recruit them, number one. And number two, the point guard that was there, I, I didn't place her. I, I did place her there. I we couldn't take a point guard in New Mexico State, so I told the coach that I went to work for the hey, if, if this kid can really play, she's from. I thought so much of her. In between, uh, and I knew we we couldn't take her, but I had a two-hour layover in Phoenix. I rented a car and went to a home visit with the kid. Found her a place to go, and her name is Trina Nixon. She. Most underrated player to ever play in the OABC, in my opinion. All the kid knew how to do was win. This kid, as a senior at Highland Gilbert High School in Phoenix, Arizona, she led a team that St. Mary's had won 60 straight games in Phoenix, had a player named Diamond Simon that went to Arizona State, and Tarina Nixon and her team upset them in the state finals. I mean, this kid could really, really play. So... There you go. Had, had a kid named Lachelle Lyles from Chicago that played at Shelton State for a year there in Alabama. Yep. Led the nation at SEMO, averaged 17.2 rebounds a game. 6-2. She was like Dennis Rodman. I mean, literally, she couldn't score except around the bucket, but she could flat, rebound it, defend, and she could make free throws if the game was on the line. Are, are, are you – as we have in this conversation, are you going around the house like uh, re-shingling the house? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm swapping flies. I should have told you that. I'm swapping flies. Oh, hey, they're multiplying. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I'm sorry. Are you shingling the house or what? This is, hey, I, I got I, I, I know I've said this three times already. For the people that don't know John Ishi, it is it is it's such a treat. And this podcast, this episode, I'm not even I'm I'm a I'm a barely edit it. I, I want the people to get a feel of what it's like to be in the life of John Ishi. <laughs> I, I wish they could see the video that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Hey, just so you know, when they say who let the dogs out, I'm going up to the door right now. Come on, Flair! I got a dog named Flair. Flair is a retriever, eight months old. Is it Rick Flair? No, this is Flair Screen. Oh, Flair Screen! There you go. There you yeah, go. like basketball. <laughs> and I look, people that are dog lovers know she will eat anything that moves. She's 
she's wrecked the television. She ate the cord off my electric lawnmower. I'm trying to go. I, I, hell, I think I'm turning into a Democrat. Uh, <laughs> I got an electric lawnmower. She ate the ate the cord on it, but I got it repaired. Still works good. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh. But it's all good. Oh, well, well, ish. I, I know uh, the, 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 the time on the wall is, is going way too fast. We, we've, we, we've absolutely got to do this again. But look, before, before we go, let's real quick, because a lot of people listen to this, uh, tell us you're a junior college coach now. And, yes, sir. And, and there's, there's going to be prospects. There's going to be coaches. There's going to be people listening to this. I know the answer to this, but but share with our audience some of the benefits of 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 having that opportunity to play two years of junior college basketball. Well, I, I will say this: number one, uh, the game has changed so much because of the portal, the NIL. Uh, actually, everybody's junior college now. Everything's one year. Everything's one with that transfer portal. Everything is one year. That's a great point. Uh, you know, I don't I, – I tell our prospects the only thing that's junior about us is it's in the name National Junior College Athletic Association. Everything we do, we do Division One because of my 30-year background. I just don't have five people and an assistant director and a director to the director and a player development and a player development assistant. I don't have all that stuff. I got me and a young lady by the name of Daniela Isabel. Yeah. But uh, the benefits of it, I mean – as you know, as a high school coach, yeah, you get better in practice every day, but you get a lot better if you have to play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we play – our league is a Division One league with just freshmen and sophomores. Uh, this league's produced people like Cheryl Swoops, who scored 47 in the national finals in 1993 in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, four WNBA championships with Coach Chancellor and the Comets. Jay Crowder that uh, – Plays for Phoenix, has been to two NBA finals, played at Howard College. Mark Adams, who's at Texas Tech, won a national championship with him at Howard College. Larry Johnson, Odessa. I mean, you can just go on and on and on and on. Uh, but it's, it's just the big, the biggest thing is, is actually when you get them ready for Division One, it's time for them to move forward. That's, that's junior college basketball. But uh, they do the same stuff. I mean, yesterday, we had 6 a.m. conditioning. We had 130 weights. They go to class. We, we worked out from 315 to 5. That study hall from 6 to 8. Uh, that's, a, you know, that's a busy day. That's Division One. So all these high school kids say they want to go to Division One, and they, they, they frown on junior college. You know, but they're, they're, they don't know they don't know is what Van would have told me. You know, he told me one time, he said, son, you don't know anything. In fact, you know less than anything. And if you knew that you knew less than anything, that would be something. So, <laughs> go. Well, well, real quick, since we're talking about JUCO, I'll kind of share my experience. We had a young lady at, at my school here at UMS Wright, and, you know, we're a high academic school, but, but, but her, her goal was to play Division I basketball. And right. didn't have the right looks. And so she ended up going to Shelton State, a lot of people frowned upon that, thought she was wasting her time going to Shelton State. She played two years there at Shelton State for Coach Madonna Thompson. They went to the national tournament. Oh, yeah, great yep. coach. 
uh, went to, you know, had a chance to win some championships. She transferred after her two years to Old Dominion. She got three. She got to play women's college basketball in the Division One level at Old Dominion. She got her degree. Then she went to Kansas and got her master's degree at Kansas. You know, so right. college basketball is a means to an end. If 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 you have the goal to play Division One and you're not getting the offers, it is a chance for you to go see what you can do. Yes, it is. And you know, uh, if you can play, they'll find you. Yep, 100%. You there? Yep, yep. If you can play, they'll find I got a young lady from Dalhart, Texas. Guarantee you right now she can play in the Sun Belt, Southern Conference, play for a lot of people. But it's about opportunity. You just There's more good players than there are scholarships. There's more good coaches than there are college jobs. Some of the best teachers in the world are high school, middle school coaches. It's yeah. about making the most of the opportunities you get. And, you know, I, a lot of people talk to me all the time about going back. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to – Hopefully this is my last spot. Uh, I want to, you know, we had we we won five. We went five and twelve the COVID year, and then we went eight and seventeen last year. So we're we're trending up, as they say, but we ain't trending up fast enough. But uh, <laughs> but we've got you know we've already had a six five kid assigned from Florida that left after four days, went home, uh, had some situation, got a six four two eighty kid that broke her foot Saturday night, and. She loses 30 pounds and, and grows. She's got to crank her motor up a little bit, but that's, you know, that's part of maturity and growing up. She's Joel Embiid. I mean, she, she, there's nothing she can't do with the ball. She just can't do it but for three-minute spurts. Yeah. And, you know, if she doesn't crank her motor up, you know, we'll, we'll be getting somebody new. Yep, yep, yep. Sure, for sure. Well, man, I know your team's coming over. I know you got to get everything ready, but uh, – it is always so fun to uh, to hang out with you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we at least get to do it by Zoom tonight, and I, I can't wait for uh, you to come this way, recruit some players, and we can uh, we, we can sit around and and tell stories in person. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And uh, you know, it, you know, for all high school coaches listening, keep doing what you're doing. Our kids need you more than ever, more than ever. Same, same, any coach at any level, they, they, we make, if you make, we make a difference. I just feel that way. And, uh, who dat? Who dat, buddy? Who dat? Yeah, you're right. Hey, we'll talk soon, man. Love you, Ish. Love you too, Terry. Thank you. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.